This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. All right, we live. We live. Let's get into it, man. Sacrifice your life. Bitch, I'm a monster, no good blood sucker. Fat motherfucker, now look who's in trouble. As you run through my jungles, all you hear is rumbles. Kanye West samples, here's one for example. Gossip, gossip, nigga, just stop it. Everybody know I'm a motherfucking monster. I'ma need to see your fucking hands at the concert. I'ma need to see your fucking hands at the concert. Profit, profit, nigga, I get it. Everybody know I'm a motherfucking monster. I'ma need to see your fucking hands at the concert. I'ma need to see your fucking hands. Uh, the best living or dead, hands down, huh? Let's talk more here right now, huh? And my eyes more red than the devil is. And I'm about to take it to another level, bitch. Now that who you going get? Ain't nobody cold as this. Do the rap in the track, triple double, no assist. And we don't need no assist on this track either, man. What up, ladies and gentlemen? It's your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster's back for another week of This Week in Culture, episode 126. I am your host, Antwood, a.k.a. Trinidad Ant, a.k.a. one half of the culture. And I got my dog with me, Jay. What up? What up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, the other half of the culture. Um, we on this love craft culture shit. Woo! This Week in Culture, we present the fucking episode eight review. Jigabobo, Lovecraft Country was a motherfucker this week. Is dog. that was that the? Name? It was called Jigabobo, nigga. I don't think I saw the other other bow. Jigabobo, dog. I said, "Woo!" They was in a bag. Salute to everybody that's listening, man. Thank you all for the amazing feedback we got on last week's episode. By the way, um, a lot of people was hitting me up telling me, "Yo, y'all bodied that shit." Like, y'all body. We got a lot of new listeners. People hitting me like, yo, just heard y'all podcast. Somebody put me on, nigga. Just listen to the Hippolyta one. Y'all niggas went crazy, okay. dog. I, I had to think, like, what was it Yeah, about? that was, we we bodied that, dog. Yeah. Even on the playback, I listen. I don't, I don't always listen back and, and be like, yeah, we low-key might have did that better than anybody who ever did anything. But last week was one of them, dog. Yeah, I think we was potting. We got into the spelling. We, oh, my God. We, we was potting, dog. Um, so shout out to everybody. If you haven't listened to that episode, go check it out. <laughs> potting my French. So no. <laughs> <laughs> and there go our name right there, nigga. Potting my French, nigga. God damn it. Um, This week's episode didn't hold you up. They got in they shit. This might be my favorite episode of the season if it's not it's top two and i don't know if it's not two dog this one was strong as shit man um to give it a rating off top i might be on a pair of buffs white sticks to be specific dog i think i gotta get us the white stick and we predicted last week that this was gonna be a white stick episode i think this was it dog Hey, listen. I dog. think this is it, dog. The coveted white sticks. We bringing the sticks out. They out, dog. <laughs> we bringing the sticks out. You know what I'm saying? All white buff is not a girl. 
Nigga, all white Buffy's not a hoes want to fuck. Now Ruby want to fuck. Ruby fucking anything white. (laughs) We gonna get into it, dog. Um. So again, man, shout out to everybody, uh, everybody listening, all the fans of Lovecraft Country. Go join this week in culture on all the socials. Tell your friends to tell a friend. Let everybody know who you know watches the show. This is the podcast to get into if they want to get some relatable explanations as to what the fuck is happening on this show. Huh. So this one started out heavy, dog. Um, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. I was like, is this Hippolytus funeral? So <laughs> yeah. I knew exactly where they was at. I found no reason. I don't know yeah, why yeah, I forgot, yeah. but I, I did. And it, but I only I only knew it for two reasons. And I put them together really quickly when the episode started. Um, one, obviously they've been hinting at Bobo Emmett Till. Well, if you've seen the, if the, I didn't see that the title title said, yeah, uh, Jigga Bobo. So when I was looking at it, like the half, the title wasn't showing and it's kind of like scrolled. Got you. And I thought I saw a boo. Yeah. And I, and just ran with it, which makes sense when you got the, the two, uh, creatures or monsters that was chasing D through the whole episode. Could have thought some Jigaboo shit. Um, but if you've seen the title, then obviously that would have took you there. Um, if you've seen the two episodes where Emmett Till is referenced, well, three, because on one episode, they don't show him, but they say, I can't wait till Bobo get back from his trip. So off that, you could kind of tell. And then in the moment, I thought this is the D episode. That was one of her best friends. This is that funeral, dog. And I, I had already known just from real life um, that Emmett Till's funeral was massive in Chicago, that there was a line of people down the street trying to get in, um, and that it was tons of press there because this was one of, if not the most gruesome, publicly acknowledged um, lynching that happened in the uh, in the 1950s. Um, and this is really the one that's credited with Kicking off the civil rights movement. So, so what's so wild is the woman. Did the woman just die or something? Uh, who said he whistled at her? Yeah, yeah. yep. He'd have still been alive. Yep, because she would have been older than him. Yeah, like that's not like yo. This was a long time ago. No, the nigga was still. The young man would still be alive. It's in the early fifties, dog. Like, and this is not. Some ancient Man, my, like my, my my dad was born in fifty nine. Eh, eh. This was nineteen fifty six. Eh, like fifty five. I'm sorry. This is not a story that is, is so this, far beyond our time yo, that we can't relate. No, no this is a living being walking around this joint right now. That's one of your older aunts or uncles. Not, not just one of your aunts or uncles. a grandparent. Uh, like depending on your age, that could literally be any yeah. elder in your family, dog. Like. That shit is sick when you think about it, man. And the episode opened up right with um with Emmett Till's funeral, man. Um again last week they made mention that uh Bobo hadn't returned from his trip yet, and now we see why. As what happened in real life, Emmett Till went down to Mississippi, got murdered while he was there, got lynched when he was there in a racially motivated murder. Um, the two men who murdered him never charged well. They were charged. They never saw a fucking hour of prison time, even after admitting that they murdered him in a magazine famously a few years after the uh, the trial. So the episode opened up at the funeral. 
it's a line outside the church. It's one of the hottest days in Chicago. And one thing that I can really appreciate about this show, first of all, this was Misha Green's directorial debut. Shout the fuck out to Misha Green, dog. Like, she directed the hell out this episode. And, um, nigga, this is her first directorial, like, project ever. Nigga. Her and um, she co-wrote the episode with, I don't want to pronounce, mispronounce the young lady's name. I think it's Ihuma O'Forrider. Pardon me for butchering the name. But um, her and Misha Green split this episode. They co-wrote it. Misha directed it. It was fucking phenomenal, dog. They opened it up outside the church. It's one of the hottest days in Chicago. One of the things about Lovecraft, when they do touch on not the the magic monsters, but the actual real-life monsters in those situations, is the level of depth and detail that they go into. So while they're waiting in line, all the adults is there, Letty, Tick, Ruby, they there with D. they supporting her. This is somebody they knew. This is one of her best friends. And they talking to D about how she feel because nigga D having a hard time right now, bro. Facts. D pops just got killed mysteriously. Can't nobody really give her an answer as to what exactly happened. We find out that Hippolyta is still missing. She never returned, even though she said at the end of the episode that she was going to return to D and go back to life. She ain't come back, dog. We only saw Tick come back through the portal. We saw him come back alone. He had the book with him, but he did not have his auntie, dog. So while they standing there talking to D, nigga, D just in the middle of the shit, she goes, what is that smell? And if you read up on Emmett Till's <sighs> funeral, dog, that's one of the details that they said a lot of people outside in Chicago um, mentioned that day when they were talking to press and talking to one another. Say you could smell it, man. Emmett Till's mom famously did not have him embalmed. She did not have anything done to his body. She wanted him exactly as he was when they found him and pulled him up out of the Tallahatchie River, dog. She didn't because she wanted the people to see what had happened to her son. That's tough, man. So when she made the decision to not embalm him, not do anything, we ain't do nothing. We just put him and she wanted an open casket funeral. When she did that, obviously on one of the hottest days in the middle of the summer in Chicago, there was a smell, a stench that came along with that. And it it wafted out into the streets of Southside Chicago. And I could appreciate that level of detail because D looked really disturbed. Even the people coming out of there throwing up. Yeah. Yep. They throwing up at what they seen. They throwing up at the smell. They throwing up at the whole imagery, dog. And so in this episode, we never saw inside the church we ain't see the funeral we just saw what was going on outside and we saw the responses to uh to his murder we had the nation down there a couple cats from the nation giving a speech right outside the church saying that yo this gotta be the moment this one we gotta fire up this one we gotta turn our asses up and go out there and start killing these white folk nigga because we ain't gonna sit back and keep taking this shit that was a 14 year old boy that got killed in there horrible got maimed man so the adults is talking D is disturbed at the smell, at the fact that her friend got killed. She don't know why it happened. Did you kind of notice that the adults just lost all they fucking like attention on D and just start worrying about their own shit? Like they wasn't really paying no attention to her until she came up missing. Because that's not their kid. They don't. They're not. They're not normally. They're not normally looking for her. It's yeah. not like a yo. Where my? Where my? Where my kid? But at? I'm looking at Ruby Strange because I left you with Ruby. 
Like I left D with you, Ruby. Like it ain't Tick Kid, it's his cousin. It and, ain't Montrose, it's his niece. And Tick was worried about Letty. Yeah, Tick was hey, cause she well, pregnant. Well, hey, sit down. You need yeah. some water? He like, you need Let some water? That nigga Montrose brought some water. Yeah, and, Letty was irritated with him too. And because he was overly protective. And mm-hmm. I didn't get it at yet, right? And then when Montrose came over the water, he was like, I don't want it. And he, he gave it to I'm thinking, yeah. oh, he's still mad at his dad. Yeah. But, but it was something different. Tick knows she pregnant. She ain't told it to him, but he knows because of what he saw. We learned a little bit more about what happened to Tick when he went into the portal. Um, so knowing that, knowing she's pregnant, knowing they have a child and all that shit, he's trying to make sure she's comfortable. But while he's doing that, he getting on Letty nerves a little bit. He being a little over fucking protective in that moment. So while they all having a separate conversations, Ruby can't, or I'm sorry, D can't stand Everything that's happening. She's just tired of it. She's sick of it. She hurt that her friend got killed. And she left. D got the fuck out of there. They was in line to go into the funeral. D got on. She said, I don't want to go in here. I'm over it. I'm like, this shit is bad. And she took off. And then when they realized she missing, everybody splits up to go look for her. Of course, they don't find her. Um, at least not right away. So she's walking through the south side. And she saw an ice cream shop. She looked in the window. She kind of stood in front of there for a moment. She was having a little, you know, just a little, like, I'm sad minute. Yeah. And then she turned around and seen two black girls eating some ice cream. They had just came out the shop. They laughing. They having a ball. Shit is fun. And D screamed out, ain't nothing funny. Threw rocks at them. She picked up two rocks, threw the rocks at them, and said, ain't nothing funny. She screamed that at them. Anything look familiar about these two girls to you? Yeah, they reminded me of the two girls that chased her for the rest of the episode. Um, But what I also thought in that moment, dog, it kind of hit me on a personal level, man. When you're dealing with something as traumatic as this moment is that D is dealing with, that the world is dealing with, right? Emmett Till's murder was not just about people who were friends with him, dog. This was like a very fucking strong indication to black people that nigga y'all could still get it the way y'all was getting it in 1700 whatever like there is nothing about y'all being free in america right now that says y'all can't still get murdered the way we've been murdering y'all we hate y'all still to the point we'll kill a 14 year old boy in that manner shoot him beat him choke him with a fucking uh these people are barbed wire Fam, these people lived the rest of their lives until they naturally died, bro. Like, so we be thinking like this shit is over with. The people that was the type of person that would do that, they still alive. Nigga. They raised children. Yeah. Like, they they still here on this earth. Like, and we allowed that to happen. And I think in that moment when D threw them rocks at the two girls and was like, ain't nothing funny. That kind of reminded me of like this current moment we in in America, dog. (laughs) Like, COVID going on. Political climate is fucking shit. We got all this racial shit happening with cops. It's riots breaking out every other week. I saw another young man down in Texas got killed last night by some police officers, dog. It's one of them moments where when D saw them laughing and having fun while she dealing with the traumas of her friend getting murdered and the way he got murdered. Fam, ain't shit funny, dog. I don't know how y'all laughing and having fun. Y'all my age. Y'all don't get it? Um, Yeah, they may not. They might not, because here's the thing. D, this shit been going on. 
and you ain't got it till it hit home for you. Yeah. But now that it didn't hit home in that moment, I could see why she was that upset, dog. That's your friend. That's your friend, dog. And I was, I really felt her because I was like, yo, I'll be looking at niggas. I'm your friend. Man. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be looking at niggas now, though, like, yo. Y'all laughing at the fucking president. You laughing at the debate. You laughing at the COVID. You laughing at wearing masks. You laughing at not wearing masks. You laughing at the shootings. Laughing at the riots. Laughing at niggas burning shit down. Laughing at niggas looting and stealing. Fam, at a certain point, ain't shit funny, dog. Like, I really felt D in that moment, man. I, I get it. Like, yeah, people might not always understand, but goddamn, nigga, when do you, dog? So she had that moment. Then she kept fucking walking down the street. And as she walking, she get pulled up on by Captain Lancaster, right? That's the cop with the half black torso. He pulled up with one of his men's, one of his magic niggas. I could watch this on the second watch. I fast forward. This scene? Yeah, I fast forwarded. It was disturbing. Um, I couldn't see that spit on her forehead. That shit was that shit. I couldn't. I couldn't watch it, dog. It the was whole disgusting. shit disturbed me on the first watch because of the scene we just came off of. We just came off Emmett Till. And then two cops pull up on this young girl in an alley and ain't nobody around to help. It scared me because I didn't know where they were going with it the first time I watched it. That shit looked disgusting. Dog. It was horrible, dog. Um, Couldn't watch it a second time. He pulled up on her, him and his partner. They got out. He asked it because they got the copy of the, the comic book that they found down at his. Which is fucking wild that the, the local police in Chicago ends up in a whole fucking state, a different state. Like, all right, whatever. So somebody in the group said that uh, Captain Lancaster had two of his cops watching, like they was like patrolling the little thing in Kansas, whatever the little machine was. How far Kansas to Chicago? Like it's like eleven in y'all in y'all in y'all in y'all uniforms. But they sent the shit all the way back to him. The comic book. They said, "Yo, this is by Diana Freeman, nigga. Figure out who Diana Freeman is." So when he pulled up on her, he like, "Yo, you Diana Freeman? How they found her?" On this day, because before this, she was in a crowd of black people. How did y'all randomly just see her pop up in the middle of the South Side by herself? But it was like, you Diana Freeman? She like, yeah. And they roughed her up. They gripped her up. And they pulled out the comic. They like, you made this? Like, where's your mom at? She like, nigga, I don't, she went on a trip. I don't fucking know. They like, a trip where? I don't know. They harassing her. They in Diana's shit. And then the cop is like, you know what? Put a spell on your ass, dog. Did you forget Lancaster is. She asked her, "What? What you know about magic?" You yeah, she was like, "You mean in like fantasy books?" And he bust out laughing because then he realized she has no fucking clue. So he put a spell on her, spit on his hand, and put it on her forehead. Ugh. He starts saying a lot of words from the Book of Adam because you remember Captain Lancaster is one of. The uh, Hiram Epstein children, one of the Horatio Winthrop children. So he knows spells and magic and shit on the same level as Christina does. So he spits on his hand, puts it on her forehead, says all these fucking words. Maggots start coming up out the ground and shit. And then she couldn't breathe. He no couldn't breathe. And I thought it was real fucking, again, attention to detail. Her I telling, breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. While the other cop is holding her around her throat and she can't speak. Just yep, yeah, man. Shout out to fucking Misha Green and old girl for writing this the way they did and directing it the way they did. So then they put the spell on her, and then Diana falls. She falls. They get back in the car, and initially you don't know what he did to her. 
He said a whole bunch of shit, but what did that mean? Uh, Uncle Ben posters start looking freaky. Y- yeah, Eyes yeah. Following. So some I noticed that's mentioned in the book in this similar like chapter of the book or whatever. So first of all, D is not D in the book. So when uh what's his name mentions the book yeah when tick mentions the book is a little bit different um to his daddy everything he said was like a little different is how it is in the real lovecraft book inception yeah yeah who wrote the lovecraft book matt huff because his george his Mm -hmm. son wrote Mm -hmm. it in that one but i'm like yo yeah yeah i was like because i remember you saying that a couple weeks ago and i'm like yo this is some inception level shit yeah man maybe in the future is now yeah and he wrote, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's wild how they how they handled this. That kind of break the fourth wall. She um, she went home after this. Like she was missing for a minute. Everybody looking for her, but after she gets spit on and get a spell put on her by the dirty ass cops, you're probably gonna go home and wash your fucking forehead off, man. So she pulled up to the crib, and while she was there, Montrose came. Why won't she tell nobody, fam? Like yo, a cop. Spit on my forehead and said some weird words and asked me about magic. Fam, just say something. Why don't anybody in this show tell anybody when weird shit happens? I know if a cop spit on my forehead and made me not breathe and I seen shit come out the ground. Nigga, the first, yo. And an Uncle Ben poster start looking wild, weird, nigga. Start, the eyes start following yeah, me. Like, I'm probably leaving, dog. Um, But she wouldn't tell Montrose what happened. She stormed in the crib. Went straight to the bathroom. Montrose start yelling. He abusive as shit, nigga. Montrose gonna yell about anything, nigga. And nigga like, D, get your fucking ass out of here, Diana. She held the fuck out that nigga. He was like, who the fuck? Who? Well, I ain't your friend, nigga. I'm your uncle. She's the way you ain't my goddamn daddy, nigga. Right now, my mama missing. My daddy gone. My best friend got killed. And a cop just spit on me and put the shit on my forehead. And Mason maggots come out the ground, nigga. I'm in the bathroom, dog. So when she went in there, she noticed that Uncle Tom's cabin book. And on that cabin book, on the cover of the book, it's a character, Topsy. It's two characters, actually. Topsy and Ava, or Eva. Topsy is the black character, um, or caricature, I should say. Um, Topsy is essentially one of the two characters that follow D around for the rest of the fucking uh, episode. But then, it's also the white character on there, Ava. So, back in the day, it was some toys. It was called Topsies, essentially, nigga. <laughs> like, and they all came from the Uncle Tom's cabin book. But what it was, essentially, one half of the toy was the black. You no, know, Uncle Tom wasn't, like, the bad guy in this mo- in the book? Yeah, yeah. He called people Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom's and that's not Uncle the Tom was, yeah. Uncle Tom was like the, the... I think I realized that in like high school or college. Like Uncle Tom wasn't... The bad one? Yeah. It was the other person? Yeah. But like... That's not... Anyway. Um. So, Topsy and Ava were like basically vaudeville performers, essentially. And they ended up being um, on the cover of the Uncle Tom's Cabin book. It was essentially a blackface slapstick black girl... And then the other half of the toy was Eva or Ava, the white girl. Ava was the daughter of, in Uncle Tom's cabin, Ava's the daughter of the slave owners. And then Topsy is a young slave girl that they bought who essentially she did a bunch of bad shit with Ava 
but they blamed it all on Topsy, obviously. Um, and Ava was just the innocent white girl being fucking controlled by the of black course. girl. You know how that go. Um, so then they came up with these uh, topsy-turvy dolls. That was like a big thing. And the dolls could mean a bunch of shit. Um, they were a slick way to just have like conversations about race. I mean, um, we all familiar with the, 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 the term topsy-turvy? Yep. When that should be like flipped up. Yep. So one thing that I thought about was... The topsy-turvy dolls used to mean that black could fade into white. Because, again, the dolls were two-sided. It was black on one side, white on the other side. Black can fade into white, and white can blacken. So, essentially, all the fears of white people and black people mingling and getting together, like, the doll was, like, the representation of everybody's fucking fear. Like, we don't want biracial children. We don't want fucking white girls playing with little black girls. We don't want none of that shit. And I always thought that fucking doll was kind of creepy and kind of weird. But go look up fucking meaning of topsy-turvy dolls. There were a million of them, different people's adaptations of what the dolls meant. But when she sees the damn Uncle Tom's cabin book, the imagery of the Topsy and Ava on the cover comes back in a real way, nigga. Because when she left the crib, she goes to the train station. She ran out of there before, like, she left out the bathroom window, climbed down a fire escape. Uncle Montrose don't know what the fuck happened. He walked in there. She was gone. She get to the train station. Where do you think she was trying to go? Oh, she went to a uh, Letty crib. She mm -hmm. went to the north side. That's where she went. While she at the train station, though, it got wild, nigga. Fam. Jordan Peele is all over this shit. And it's all Misha. Misha Green studied Jordan Peele before he was an executive producer on here. Like, I don't even think this is, yo, he was an executive producer and we like worked us. on it. My nigga, this I have in my notes, Topsy and Bopsy were the name of the two girls in the, uh, in the credits. Topsy and Bopsy is what us, that was the level of creepiness us was trying to convey. And us did an okay job at it. I'm not. I was not not creeped out by the the. Oh, I think they did a really good job at that. Shit. The um, what was it? The tethered on us. They were creepy as hell. But Topsy and Bopsy, my nigga, it was another level of what the fuck, dog. That's also how y'all look with them long ass nails. My lord, long ass pointy nails that y'all be getting that y'all think is so fly. Y'all be looking like Topsy and Bopsy, nigga. Um, that's what I'm gonna start calling y'all hoes, topsy turvy, topsy turvies, topsy turvy, yeah, huh? nigga. D saw. Sorry, she, uh, lone L people listening. <laughs> she's she's at the the train station. She saw Topsy and Bobsy come up the stairs, and nigga, I ain't gonna lie, dog. This shit was creepy as fuck. This shit was creepy as fuck. Like this is the level of horror that I wanted from Lovecraft that I thought we was getting through like episode three, but then it kind of left horror and went more sci-fi which is fine it's a it's literally called horror fantasy like that's what lovecraft wrote in all his books was horror fantasy so we back to the horror on this one dog she saw topsy and bobsy is two little girls based off the topsy character in uncle tom's cabin and boy oh boy were they fucking creepy dog so the two girls were played by actual grown-ass women um both of them are professional dancers and they did a fucking phenomenal job with they like movements in this shit. They were moving like thriller zombies, nigga. You remember the fucking thriller video? Like that's how they was pulling up on what's her name on D at the train station. What we noticed in this scene, nobody else could see them but D. 
she was the only one who. Yeah. So this is we don't know what the spell was exactly, but we know this is a result of it. Now she being chased by these two, and nobody else can see them. So when she start running away, she looked crazy as fuck. I was surprised she was able to bump into so many white people. Man, and, and they not trip out. Yeah, yeah, yeah especially you know what today is. <laughs> It's Emmett Till Day. White so. people mad and black people matter. So she was bumping into white people trying to get away. Um, and she did that first time, but that's when we saw them long-ass nails reaching out for her, trying to grab her. Shit was creepy as fuck. They chased her around the whole episode. What do you think was the significance of this spell making this happen? Like, that shit is creepy, dog. But it's like, yo, you just put a spell on me to have two, like, vaudeville characters chase me around this motherfucker two blackface characters chase me around i think it's something because that was the two people that she just saw i think it was something like i think it would be a different character for every single person that gets mm. that spell um and they wanted to kill her without killing her because later on in the episode when she showed up she was like forget it the girl's dead already yeah because like yeah when whenever they do catch you it's over it's gonna be over so or like that's so you could be hallucinating and this is all why the the quote-unquote poison is seeping in and yeah you're technically fighting back right now but at some point we're gonna catch you so you just said something too that made me think about the book you said um i think it'd be different for every character if they put that same spell on them yeah somebody different to be chasing every character so in the book it'd be a kumiho for uh for yeah for for for, for, for tick. tick so in the book d is not d and D is not a girl. It's a son, and his name is Horace. Horace in the book, in this same chapter, when the spell is put on him, he's being chased around by, like, essentially like a blackface zombie African warrior. So it's not vaudeville characters. It's two strong-ass... Well, not two. It's one dude chasing him. But it's a strong-ass African warrior, but... He's still in blackface and still very much like it's still racist implications behind what's chasing him around. So I do think that, yeah, you're right. If it was any other character this shit happened to, different people would have made the spell react differently to who was chasing him. But um, this nigga Wheezy just texted me. Shout out to Wheezy. He said this episode was some sticks. We already gave it to sticks, brother. Like, don't worry about it. White sticks is all over everybody, bro. Um... Let's talk about Ruby for a minute, dog. Do you think Ruby likes being black? I don't think that's a that's a that's a um that's a loaded question. Yeah. Cause during this time frame, I don't think nobody likes being black. Mm. They don't like what comes with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course you like being black because like this is who you are. You like your culture, like your friends, your family. Yeah. But I don't think nobody likes being black. Like if if being black meant you gonna continue to get murdered and, yeah. and lynched? No, I don't think nobody likes it. Um, am I actively trying to go to white? Mm. And that's what made me question it. Cause again, hey, being black was rough. Well, I don't know. It really depends. But nigga. But if I can if I if I can do on some spook the side by the door shit, no, I might turn white every day and go up in different places and, and fuck shit up for us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh but I don't know what's Ruby don't know what the fuck is going on. Ruby is in over her head. She don't realize she's being used like a motherfucker um, for several things. We'll get into that in a minute. But 
while they was all supposed to be out looking for D, Ruby went back to fucking William slash Christina Lil Crib. She said, fuck D. Nigga, I know I was babysitting, but nigga, I'm out. That's wild, ain't it? Hi, Nick, fam, you supposed to be watching my daughter. Well, I, I was supposed to watch you for a day or so. Yeah, yeah, true. It's been a week or two. <laughs> also true. Um, But, nigga, if you lost her, she was with you still. And then all of a sudden you lost her, nigga. Don't just go home, bro. Like, and you ain't even go to her home. You went to William. Like, she clearly not going to be there. And when she first pulled up, two neighbors came by, said, hey, hey, nigger, you live here? She like, nope. Bumble, bumbling with the keys? Yeah, because she trying to get through the gate, big ass mansion on the north side. They like, well, uh, you the maid? She got mad at that maid shit. You should have been like, yes. Probably would have went a little smoother. Um, she was like, no, I'm yes not the fucking maid. Yeah, yes, I'm. She told him she wasn't the maid. And then they got real, they was coming closer now, nigga. Because now it's like, all right. I don't know, man. When you think about if she likes being black, because, I mean, she fucked that white nigga in the ass with a goddamn stiletto because she was disrespectful to black people. So I know there's some pride and some, yeah, yeah. some shit there. I just, she just. she She's getting a little white happy in that other, like. She's using that for pleasure in a lot of areas, right? To get her job, her dream job at Marshall Fields, to get some dick. She being white, like, it's crazy. But that's wild. So she's basically just having sex with um, uh, a post-op transsexual. Essentially. But what's crazy is, is a woman. She's 100% aware it's a woman now. But what's crazy is Christina, when she's as Christina talking to Ruby as Ruby, she be talking to her real like yeah. I'm your girl, nigga. Yeah. Or like you my girl. Not even I'm your girl. You my girl. You my bitch. But uh while she out there and the neighbors just fucking her- getting ready to harass her, William pulled up as William. He comes up. They like, yo, you live here? He like, yeah, it's a problem. They like, oh, we just make sure uh she knew you. He was like, Yeah, I know her, nigga. She live here. Y'all good. Go ahead. They was like, look, with all that Emmett Till shit happening on the other side of town, we just making sure that shit don't get in our neighborhood. Clearly, Ruby's upset. She walked in. This nigga, hold on. Motherfuckers be texting like they don't know the goddamn schedule, nigga. I, don't text me about Lovecraft when we in the middle of recording, nigga. You fuck up my thoughts. Just throwing that out there. Uh, while we doing that, um, shout out to Tay, um, a young lady I follow on Twitter and uh, IG. She said, uh, <laughs> hold on, let me, I said I was going to quote this on the pod. All right. Um, uh, I got a lot of mentions today for some reason. Oh, I know why. Um, uh, she said, <laughs> I kept thinking how those demons were killing the choreography, <laughs> the choreography on that Lovecraft, bro. Because <laughs> it was they got two dancers, nigga, and I'm like, hey, bro, that shit was hard, dog. Like, so like when so I know we kind of talked about this, but when they first appeared. Mm-hmm. And it was the one mm-hmm. doing the, you know, doing yeah, the and the one shit. was just standing there still and facing the other direction. No, no, no. When you just saw the one, and then the other one. Oh, came when she out, popped out to the side, came, I got I'm you. like, oh shit, that, that kind of that was kind of okay. So you know what was hard that they did in that moment too? There's a guy standing to the right of the screen waiting on the train. He moved his arm right when she popped out to the side. He had kind of moved his arm in that, so it looked like he damn near pulled a string. Mm. Nigga. So that one, and then she did a little head shit, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other one 
turned over like when she oh. did when she bent backwards yeah. nigga bro they was killing this is some creepy shit every scene though like again they was in a thriller bag with the movements because it she, was they did a little reach with the nails kept getting yeah i was thinking like so look i'm though um i try to avoid confrontation at all costs once it's on i'm going head at it we about to we about to get this shit cracking facts so i'm thinking like well fuck it let's just scrap Cause I'm not about to keep running from nobody. Yeah. And in my head, I was thinking like, well, what's going to happen? Like, all right, fuck it. L- let's knuckle up. Yeah. We find out what, well, low key, it was winning. But what she though? Montrose came and fucked it up. I mean, Montrose did fuck up the bag. And, so what happened in that moment though? Like when they was scratching her and grabbing her and shit, that's when the, the, the venom or whatever was going into her arm and they turned it black. Yeah. Cause before then I was fucking them up. But Montrose but came Montrose and couldn't me. see them. Yeah, so, and he came and held me down. He thinking she's swinging at nothing, nigga, but the whole time. While you hold me down, they biting on my fucking arm. That's how I got the goddamn poison shit in me. Dog, I was scrapping that and shit running. fucking wild. Now, man. granted, I wasn't going to never be able to go to sleep. <laughs> Here's the thing, and that's why when the cop, when Lancaster said it, eh, she's already dead. They was going to keep coming after you unless somebody takes the spell off. Yeah. Now, in the book, Horace, who is the son and not D. The daughter, Horace had uh, Caleb Braithwaite just take the... I think Caleb is um, Christina in the book. Something like that. I might be confusing it. But Caleb Braithwaite in the book took the uh, curse off Horace. Like, Horace literally asked that nigga to lift the curse. He did it no problem. So it was like a simple solution in the book. It's probably like next week on the preview to ask Christina to do it. It could happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could do that like that. So... Um, but yeah, had they not lifted the curse, like she she'll have these niggas chasing her all fucking life. They're not going nowhere. They was popping up all through the episode. Like she went to Letty's, she thinking she there, she trying to talk to Letty, and then she see one of them walking right past Letty coming toward her. She trying to tell Letty about her, and that's when you realize she can't say anything. So at this point, so let's let's talk about. Okay, let's talk about the next time when um. So after all this shit happened, yeah. We go back to Letty's crib. Yeah. And Letty got a guess waiting for So her. Letty's still looking for D. So she ran in the crib screaming upstairs, Diana, Diana, you here? Ain't nobody there. So then she come downstairs. She look in the den. There were shoes at the door. It was shoes at the door. Letty ain't know what the fuck it meant. And so when she look in the den, she turn around and here go my nigga G.I. A.K.A. the Kumiho. A.K.A. Fox Pussy, nigga. Gia just sitting there straight from Korea in your living room like, hey, how you doing? So Letty was like, um, did you need a room? Because you remember she got the house so she could put folks up who needed a room, a little sublet, somewhere to stay or whatever on the north side. Nice place. She like, you need a room? Gia was like, nah. She like, all right, well, what you, what you looking for? Gia say, yeah, I'm looking for Atticus. I'm looking for, no. Nah. And then Letty fucking knew. She wants some BBC. That's what she said. <laughs> Looking for the. <laughs> ah. I want to go in that section of X videos. So she like, yo, Asian. <laughs> so she like, look, I'm looking for Atticus, man. And then Letty put two and two together and had to hit the fucking uh, the WeeBay face. Like, wait a minute. Little Korean girl sitting in my crib looking for Tick. I'm, I'm, I'm confused. Why? Letty is so upset. That was 1949. It's 1955. That was six fucking years ago. 
why are you upset that I didn't tell you about a relationship? Or I told you I was in a relationship and I could have loved somebody. Like, why are you so mad at me for some bitch I used to fuck with six years ago? Man. Now, I would understand if it was after that shit happened, I got on the plane. I mean, I got on the bus and went right back here. Mm-hmm. That was six years ago, dog. And when Tick came back, Letty had just came back. Y'all both been doing they fucking y'all thing, dog. Like Tick was in Florida living his life before he came up to Chicago, nigga. I don't get it. Letty been on the run doing Letty shit. She got warrants and shit. Like you mad that somebody used to love me before I knew you was? I, I, before I remember. At you first, existed? I was like, did she think they lost their virginity together? Like and. Like what was Cause she was angry Angry Well dog. technically he, he still did Cause she not even human So I mean First human you had sex with Was Hey uh, Hey I'm re-virgining So what was funny <laughs> Born again virgin I mean I ain't about to get into that animal shit Um <laughs> But While they in there talking Tick walking back to Letty Creek He don't even know what he walking in on nigga. So he come in there Jihad there And he like yo why are you here He was bossing up on her And said why you here And she like Um Cause I knew you was gonna die nigga Oh yeah so they they cut through And I guess all the the conversation has happened Like yeah well my my area we call it a kumiho Yeah It was like Oh yeah, because he was like, "You're a uh, succubus, suck you something." Well, we call it this. Yeah, and then you're like, "All right, but well, fuck it. Uh, when I'm about to die? Well, you don't know when I'm gonna die. Well, how I'm gonna die? You don't know how I'm gonna die. You don't know when I'm gonna die. You don't know where I'm gonna die. Did you? Even, you ain't even see my death. You just know I'm gonna die, motherfucker. Everybody gonna die. I knew I was gonna die at some point. So she said, "When I'm having sex, when the person I'm having sex with climaxes, that's when my tails come out." And I sucked the life out this nigga And I could see his entire life um, All the way up until the point that he dies Before I then kill him So he like Okay well You don't know, who you don't know how I'm gonna die Or when I'm gonna die And she was like well that was the first time That my tails came out When a nigga climaxed But then I let you go like normally the tails don't let you go, nigga. So I didn't. I saw your death, but I ain't see nothing else, nigga. Like I ain't see the details of this shit. And he like, so you don't got no information from me, dog. Why you here? And she was quiet. And then that nigga let you go, cause she loves you. She here to save the man that she loves. Man, you know how many. <laughs> that don't mean nothing. Jay was gonna say, you know how many bitches love me, dog. <laughs> like that. That. That's not. What does that mean? Like, why are you nigga. mad? Because somebody else loved me. So Letty got up, stormed away from the table. G.I. looking real, just like, what the fuck? And then Tick came over behind G.I., leaned over in her ear, and that nigga said, look. The fuck on, That nigga said, <laughs> look, that nigga said, I'm not dying. Get the fuck out. <laughs> that nigga said, it ain't mine, okay? It's not <laughs> mine. G.I. was like. That nigga what does said, that even mean? I had nine rubbers on extra that tight. That nigga said, look, I wore the Kumi Ho extra tight. She was like, but what does that mean? It means it's not mine's. I wonder if he could have got her pregnant. Because he's still nutted and the tails came out, but like he ain't die. So did the nut like live? But did it kill you though? But did, but you, did die? you die? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. If the tails come out and I get away I and I nut it. I don't think he finished. He was about to. 
And then they started coming out. And so then you got he was like, like whoa. Oh, so she left that nigga with blue balls. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, Tick was the first blue balls. Nigga, okay. Now I see why that nigga angry. But it looked like Letty was actually mad because she didn't tell, he didn't tell her that he fucked a Kumiho. Yeah. Well, because he was like, she, she was like, after all the wild shit that's been going around here, you couldn't tell you me. You didn't tell you, me that. That a fucking monster. Because she even said, I could see you not telling me when you first got back. But nigga. After all this, we're literally looking for a motherfucking magic book right now. A book of spells out this bitch. And you was in a full-blown relationship with a fucking with monster. With a fox. <laughs> you was fucking a nine-tailed fox. You fucking nigga. with Tails on some Sega nigga. shit. On some Sonic nigga. shit. Tails Sega. Is- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to get the Sega sound. <laughs> nigga. Would you have told her? Yes. The details? Yeah, I mean, because the fam. We didn't see shit come out the like we didn't see some wild shit. They be like, "Yo, you think that shit was wild, nigga?" One nigga. time, one when I time, was in South Korea, <laughs> so I got I, exposed <laughs> to some whole other shit. Nigga. So look, one time, so we're after our shits on the bitch, right? <laughs> you know, I shit it on the. <laughs> this bitch came out with nine tails, nine tails, nigga. I don't know if Tick did himself no favors telling G I get the fuck out though either. Like I don't granted, I know her one thing that she does is in relation to having sex. So it ain't like I don't think she could like put a curse on this nigga, no shit like that. Can she but like, it's like can she control the the the, the And tales? that's what I don't know, cause her saying, yo, Tick's the only out of the hundred niggas that I killed, Tick's the only one so she who got, didn't die from this shit. So I feel I like know, she did control it. She got down one more time. She caught her honey. Yeah. She caught her honey body. I did see that. Or she lying. And Tick still the hundo. And now she's saving it for Tick. Like, nah, nigga, you got away. Huh? Thought you got away. You try to play me? Now you got to die. N- nigga, now I'm back. And did, you told me get the fuck out? Did, All right. But did you die? Yes. <laughs> yup. You fin to. So, interested to see where they go there. Because also, because when Tick walked up, he saw the shoes. And immediately that nigga's stomach dropped. Because he knew. Ain't nobody leaving their goddamn shoes out here that ain't from Korea, nigga. So, um, Letty and her... um. Typical would be. I already know you had it, and this is Jay Johnson saying uh, this. In her typical uh, black woman rage inside of an argument, <laughs> who will say any fucking thing in the world and then be like, oh shit, that was too far. She was like, look, <laughs> your daddy, your, <laughs> your, your bitch ass mama, your mama, your mama fucked everybody in the South Side. You don't know who your real daddy is. She was like, well, God damn it, nigga, everybody around this motherfucker done except you. Yeah, hey, since you got back, everybody did except you. That nigga looked at her, was, that nigga was hurt. Because you forget Letty died. Episode Lady one died. or two, pardon me. Unk died. Unk did. She think that let um Hippolyta died. Yep. Like and, and now she think Hippolyta died because Tick ain't told her that. Tell nigga. her anything. I was up yeah. in that motherfucker too. Yeah, I went through the motherfucker and I'm back. I ain't dead, but that could also be the indicator that yeah, everybody dies except you, nigga, because you a Braithwaite motherfucker. But uh, he was like, all right. Yeah. And just walk the fuck away. And now she uh um uh uh come back, come on, where you going? Yeah. You just you getting your stuff and now you don't want me to go. Yeah. That's how I switch. You packing your stuff, or you packing my stuff for me. Yeah. And then when I leave, you be like, come back. Women. Never seen that before. Women. <laughs> Hit the You already know. So then back over at fucking William House, um Ruby fucked up. She mad. She hurt off 
one, the Emmett Till shit. But then, two, as soon as you left there, you get fucking profiled going back to William House, your, your boyfriend slash girlfriend house. So now William in there, he giving her a bath, helping her get off her feet. Uh, Ruby feet was swollen as hell. She got to stop eating salt. Nigga. I'm, I'm just not. I'm concerned. Nigga. Her feet was swollen in the motherfucker. Yo, this shit was disgusting. So William helping her take a bath. The water looked mad hot, by the way. I didn't think that shit was comfortable looking. He helping her clean up. And then when she gets out, she drinks the potion. And she turns into Hillary. The white version that goes to Marshall Fields, which apparently she still works there. Um, she drinks the potion, turns into that, and fucks William as Hillary. While they're fucking, William stayed William. He ain't changed back to Christina mid fuck. How long was they fucking? I don't know. Because that shit worked for like 12 hours. But I feel like her potion ain't strong as his on the time. Or she don't know how to control it yet. But one thing we did see while they were talking after she drank the potion, we saw for the first time her turn into the white version. Yeah. We normally see her go from white to black. I thought about that the other day. Like, we don't never see her. Yeah. And this time we saw it looked like she had fucking uh, vitiligo. vitiligo or something. Her skin was start turning like white and blotchy. And then next thing you know, she's Hillary. And they played the greatest song they could have played in this moment. I put a spell on you. I thought that shit was hard. And they fucked as white people. And while she's writing him as white Hillary, I noticed that skin start moving. You know how you could like see shit crawling under the skin. And I said, um, is she about to turn back? Yep. She started turning back into Ruby while she was nutting. And I thought this was the nastiest looking shit ever, dog. This was some true blood shit, dog. Somebody else said that. I true I wish I understood is, the reference because I ain't watched the show, but this felt like if y'all yeah. if y'all like this, this is a white, this is a black version of True Blood. True Blood was all about vampires, monsters, yeah. and spells, yeah, fairies too. Yeah. By the way, like this is true, a black version of True Blood. <laughs> fairies, like in real, uh, the Montrose. real fairies. Montrose oh. might be a thing because Montrose know a little magic too, nigga. He ain't just dumb out here. Yeah. Um, but. They fucked. She wrote him. She turned back into Ruby while she nutted. I thought that that shit was wild, to then, say the least. That was a very wild visual, dog. And then what she did say is, I guess she wanted some dick. And she was like, she's so embarrassed to, to as a black woman to be fucking a to white fuck man. fuck a white dude on that day. On that of day. All diet, on, of all days, I didn't want to be a black woman fucking a white man. Yeah. I mean, I guess I can feel that, I guess. But Christina gave her ass a bar because she was having that combo with Christina. Now they back to who they really are. Do you do you care about Emmett Till? You Nigga, think first I got of some, all. Just because I got some. No, I don't. So Ruby went in there to talk to Christina. She didn't been with William, fucked William. Now she doing the girl thing, and now she want to talk after the fuck, nigga. So she go in there, Christina is Christina, and Ruby walks in, and she says, yo, a 14-year-old was murdered. Not just murdered. He was beaten. He was shot. They choked him with barbed wire and then attached the barbed wire to a cotton gin fan, threw the fan in the fucking river, and he got found in the bottom of that motherfucker. 14 years old, nigga. On all the days, she said, I took this potion today because I ain't want to be a black woman fucking a white man on a day like today. Christina said, oh, really? Because that ain't what I saw when I was fucking you. She said, what I saw was that 
you wanted to be wanted the way that you wanted to be wanted, but you didn't want to feel bad about it. That's why you took that potion, nigga. Because you felt bad about in the middle of all this. You wanted some dick. Still wanting to fuck. This white man. That's why you took the potion. You thought that being white was going to make you feel a little less bad about getting some white dick on a day like today. Not not because, oh, you got this fucking great, like, come yeah. to Jesus moment, dog. But then she gave her another bar after Ruby said, do you care about what's going on today? At first, Christine ain't answering straight up. She was like, you want me to tell you? Yeah. She was like, no, I want you to feel. I want you to know what I'm going through. I want you to... Understand Because she be talking to Christina Like she in a relationship With Christina Nigga I'm damn near Not even human Like what are you What the fuck Is she you was talking like, about I want you to feel The embarrassment I want you to feel the hurt I want you to know What I'm going through Da 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 So Christina just came out And said fuck it No I don't care about Emmett Till I don't care about The two men who killed him And won't be held Accountable for it And I don't care about All the bullshit That's going on On the south side right now Because y'all niggas mad I don't care Um so, I just put all this shit together. Mm-hmm. Um, when Christina, you think, damn, how do I want to ask this question? Do you think Christina is going to start caring? Because she went through the Emmett Till treatment verbatim. So, two things. Um, before I answer your question, first let me say how... Effective, I thought it was to see somebody white say, I don't care about Emmett Till. I thought that in itself was powerful as shit. On my second watch, specifically, because it was like, damn. Like, granted, we know that white people will never fully understand the plight that we go through as black people. you, you You can't relate. They can't relate. But to see somebody white say straight up, I don't care about that young boy that was killed down there, and I don't care about his killers, and I don't care that y'all mad. I thought that in itself was just really effective because it was like, damn, this really how some white people really feel, not just then, but that's, now, nigga. That's how some people feel about any other Everything. group issues. Man. Like, I don't give a fuck about what's going on fuck in Japan right now. or Fam, what the Trump got COVID, nigga, and don't nobody a million a motherfuckers came out and said, if he die, he die. Nigga, I don't give a fuck. He's supposed to. I get online and check every day. He's still alive. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and like, look how cavalierly we talking about somebody dying, nigga. So, um, I did think that was powerful. Now to your question, do I think Christina will start to care? Because she got beat. So that was another powerful motherfucking moment, dog. Christina beat. paid two white men to come beat her up. Shoot her, strangle her with barbed wire, hook it up to a cotton gin fan, and throw it in the fucking river. And then she went in the river and drowned. But because she has the cloak of invulnerability over her, you knew she was going to come back alive. The visual of her getting the, quote, Emmett Till treatment, that was fucking effective dog that really disturbed me nigga because it puts you directly in so what happened to him so it so i think the reason that it was effective yep is because we looked at two strong men doing that to a woman yep and you like yo this is bold but now you gotta think about two adult strong men doing that doing to, that a, to child. a 14 year old boy you know what i'm saying so, so like if you if you felt a way because two men was like beating a woman yeah why wow. you ain't feel that same way so 
when uh when George Zimmerman got acquitted, I had one very simple argument with a white colleague of mine at the time who said Trayvon Mar- Trayvon would not have been murdered if he had not beat up George Zimmerman. And I said, very simply, imagine someone walking through a neighborhood at night. It's a rainy night. They have a hood on. They just went to the store and now they're walking back home. While they're walking, a random person, random man, sees this person, starts following them in their car, stalking them, approaches them, parks the car, gets out, and approaches them on foot. That person that they was following punches them after an argument because it's like, yo, why the fuck you been following me, dog, for blocks and blocks and blocks? That person punches them in really self-defense because I don't know why you got out the car and approached me. And then in response to being punched and possibly getting your ass kicked, the person who was doing the stalking and the following pulls out a gun and shoots them. And then I asked my colleague, now imagine if that was a white girl. Simple as fuck, dog. That was like the... um, Simple as fuck. A time to kill moment. Time to kill. Nigga, love a good lawyer movie, by the way. When you put white women in the same situation that so many black men have been murdered illegally for, if you just put a white woman, put any woman, it don't have to be white women, but in this case, put a white woman in Emmett Till's shoes, dog, it looks like the most disturbing shit you've ever seen. Because I'm pretty sure... He got it worse than she did on on film. Oh my God! What we saw on film that I counted that scene was about forty seconds, nigga. Maybe a little over forty, from the time they started beating her till the time she came back up out the river and was alive still, like forty ish seconds, nigga. That wasn't longer than a minute, dog. What happened to him, fam? They came, they they put this. First of all, Emmett Till got killed four days after whatever the fuck happened at that store. So, nigga, like, he had gone on with his life. He not even worried about... She paid to have that shit happen to her, knowing that no matter what they did, she was still going to be living. Why do you think she did that? I think she lo- I think all of that was a big way to say that she actually feels about Ruby the same way that Ruby keep indicating she feel about Christina, but she masking it that she feel that way about William. Do you think that she... Um, I think she wants to feel for Ruby. Yeah, because, like, you can't tell somebody, yo, Ruby, I, I just did what happened to him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you saw when she came up, after they did all that shit, they killed her, and she came back up out that water, nigga, she broke out crying. She was crying. Nigga, she looking for the bullet holes on her chest. Like, she pulled her shirt up, like, dog. Because for the first time probably ever, she felt a human emotion. Nigga. Or, on the flip side, somebody had an interesting theory I think I might have seen on Twitter, maybe. Um, they said, or maybe she didn't feel, and maybe she did all of that and came up out that water to see if she didn't feel and didn't feel a fucking thing. And now she crying because nigga, goddamn, yeah, I ain't even human, dog. Like I'm literally, I am incapable of human emotion, nigga. Either way, I think she did that because she in love with Ruby as Christina, but both of them fronting as William and Hillary trying to fucking do their thing the right way when really, nah, this is about to be some lesbian shit. I could see it happening. Like, yeah, I could see it happening. Um, Let's get back to, uh, to Letty and Tick. Or I'm sorry, let's get back to Montrose and Tick. So Montrose, this episode was actually like probably the best person in the cast, I think. Um, 
outside of D. D was doing her thing, but she was on the run most of the episode. Montrose was trying to be helpful. And I think he was the only person really actually helping the cause the whole episode. He got to D when she was back at the house, even though he lost her again. But um, when Tick came over, the nigga Montrose said, look, I found D, but she ran away again. He was sitting on the curb drinking some liquor and shit because nigga, I lost my damn niece. My brother then died. I don't know where my fucking sister-in-law at. Like, shit bad. That nigga Tick said, fuck all that. Did you cheat on my mama, nigga? <laughs> Cause that's what I'm really on That's what I'm on Cause now I, I'm trying to accept the fact That you gay And my mama knew you was gay But was you cheating But was you fucking a nigga When you was with my mama dog And Montrose kept it a buck He said yo I had desires Nigga I ain't gonna lie I thought about some shit You know I seen some niggas I thought was cute But But he was like <laughs> That nigga said Man I ain't act on none of that shit dog But then he gave his backstory As to why he said, when I was 14, pastor at my church, they say he got caught having sex with a man. First, I ain't think nothing of it. But then the cops came and dragged that nigga out the pulpit like he was a fucking pervert for fucking a dude. Like, they dragged this nigga out of Sunday service for fucking a dude. So he goes, then they took him to the asylum. And cut out half his brain. And I started thinking about... So, you know, that's what they used to... That's what they started out using lobotomies for. Or that's when it got popularized, I should say. Um, they were trying to cut the gay out of you by removing a part of your frontal cortex to essentially remove whatever part of you that thought you were attracted to the same sex. Yeah. And um, so Montrose says, yo, they lobotomized my pastor, put him in a crazy home... And I ain't want no shit like that happening to me, nigga. So all my desires, I ain't act on them. And they just had a, a family. Yeah. She, he get a story about how family was important, and they just had the family aspect and the love aspect, yep. but not the physical. The physical. And um, then they started talking about uh, what happened when Hippolyta and Tick went down to Kansas. And Tick said, yo, Letty pregnant. And Montrose looked over like, oh, shit, word? He was like, but she ain't tell me. Hippolyta wasn't the only one went in that portal. I went through two. And in mine, I seen the future. That nigga, Montrose was looking at him like, the fuck you mean? So then Tick pulled the Lovecraft Country out, the book, handed it to Montrose. Montrose turned it over to the back, seeing it was written by George Freeman. That nigga said, in the future, that's my son, George Freeman. So one... What you think about them naming his son after Uncle George? Uh, Why not? And most of our us are named after uncles and fathers. I'm named after my uncle Anthony. Me and my dad. Um, but well, that's how we used to be named. Yeah, 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 I don't know how that's gonna work. Kids is facts, facts. Um, I thought too though. Like, all right, if Tick in the future saw him and Letty had a son. His son wrote this book. That was based on he's telling his dad, like, yo, the book is based on our family, nigga. Like, except D ain't D, she's Horace. And he named a couple other details, but basically the details Tick named are exactly how Matt Ruff's version of Lovecraft Country is. And then while he's talking to his daddy dog, Montrose is like, yo, nigga, I hope you do this. Oh, shit. Pardon me. 
We forgot a piece, dog, at the beginning of the episode when everybody left supposedly going to look for D. Yeah. Everybody went and did their own thing, except Letty went back home look for D. But Ruby went back to William House to go take a fucking bath. Tick went and met up with fucking Christina Braithwaite. Yep. Gave and her he the key. fucking gave her the key from the Ori, dog. And which was cool. To the time machine. Because the bitch was broke anyway. So he yeah. was like, I don't give a fuck. He said, yo, it don't work. She yeah. don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> And but, but teach me how to make. But he said, "You got to teach me how to cast spells." He gave up on this whole find a book and read and learn shit. That nigga said, "All right, we got to speed this along because now my auntie missing. Shit, my damn cousin missing. If we want to get right now in the moment, nigga. And I don't really know what to do with all this damn power that I supposedly have. Teach me the motherfucking game, ghost." And Christina said, mm, "Nah." She was like, what makes you think I should teach you? It's my birthright. It's my birthright. She barred that nigga with her next sentence, though. Nigga, you ain't white. She said, you ain't white enough to make that entitlement sound true, nigga. Like, I said, whoa, shit. Or no, you ain't white enough to sell that entitlement. I said, god damn, that was a bar, dog. You telling the truth. Because he ain't, he said it with a question mark. It's my birthright? She said, nah, nigga, I don't, I, ain't, I don't, we don't believe you. You need more people. So he gave her the key from the Ori to the time machine. That's all she wanted in the first place. He said, look, teach me the spell. So she went up to, they were at a Braithwaite. I couldn't see the first name, but it was a Braithwaite mausoleum is where he met her at. And um, when he went up there, she walked up to the mausoleum like wall and started drawing a symbol on the wall in the dust and shit. And she was like, yo, this is the fucking symbol that you draw around whatever object you cast in a spell over, nigga. You draw this symbol. And he was like, draw them what? And she was like, nigga, goat's blood, shit. Blood, nigga, I don't fucking care, nigga. It all, it all worked better than this dust that I'm drawing on right now. So fast forward to him and Montrose talking, man. Montrose said, you know what, dog? Fuck it, man. I help you with the spells, nigga. Like, she taught you enough, nigga, because he told Montrose, I met with Christina. I could do this shit. He had told Letty, too, and Letty got mad at him. I was with Letty on this. Like, nigga, you gave her the key. And he was like, it don't work. No way the time machine broke. But she was like, fam, she is playing you, dog. Like, you don't fucking help her, nigga. We don't know what the fuck she wants. She terrible. So Montrose volunteered to help Tick with the goddamn spell. He reading the shit out the book. Montrose is dyslexic, which I thought was a very interesting, like, character ad and shit. Like, yo, I'm going to help you read these spells out this book, but I also see words backwards sometimes. Like, I was like. He was so surprised. Like, all the books you made me read and you. And that nigga said, you dyslexic since when? He was like, since I was a boy. He was like, got any other secrets, nigga? We're going to get to those, nigga. So they read the spell off. They did everything. Like, why don't we just tell them right then? I don't know, man. Montrose just... Everybody, again, everybody has secrets and don't nobody want to say shit, dog. But they read the spell off. They did everything. And then when they was done, it didn't seem like nothing happened. So Montrose was like, you feel anything? Tick was like, nah. So now they thinking they ain't really cast shit. They just read off all these words and they did it wrong. Because yep. Christina had told them, you can't just read the spell off. You need intent. And you need a body. So um, he was like, yo, I'm the body. Yeah. Montrose. And my tent 
It's to save protect you my family, and my man. grandfather. I mean, my grandson, the whole nine yards. So, flash forward, uh, Letty, she's in the in, a, in, in a, the church. In the church, she yep. praying. Christina pop up. She just set up a meeting with Christina. Yeah, same um, way you just told Tick he was wrong for. Now you doing it on the yeah. back end. Um, and she made a deal. Essentially, gave her pages of the um of the book. Yep. And she for, gave her the uh, the negatives because she had took the pictures. Yep. Like, uh, yeah, that's wild. But like. Why Christina act like she couldn't just take the key from 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 Tick and couldn't just take the negatives from Yeah. Like I would literally take these bitches out your hand. From Tick, she made cause one thing we learned about well, Tick, he becoming not. more powerful. Even if he don't know it or how to use it. Letty, she could have absolutely snatched some negatives from and didn't have to make a goddamn deal at all. But Letty asked her, she said, Yo, I'll give you these negatives of the pages. All the pictures I took of the pages. If you put uh, invulnerability on Tick, and Christina said, "No, nah, nah, nigga," but I will put it on you. I would never be able to beat that nigga. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not helping my enemy. He already stronger than me. He don't know it yet. My one thing that I have is the fact he don't know it yet, nigga. So I'm definitely not making him invulnerable. So she said, "I ain't gonna put it on Tick, but I give it to you though." Because she seems to know she's pregnant too. Yeah. And so then she hit her with the uh, Mark of Cain. And the Mark of Cain, what, if you remember the symbol, that was on William's chest when he was, I don't remember what he was getting dressed for, but he had a big old brand on his chest. Then if you remember the quote, birthmark that Tick had, that he remembered like his mom or grandma had or some shit, that's the Mark of Cain. Right now, it symbolizes that you are now invulnerable. So Christina hit Letty with it. But I did realize, or at least think, when she put it on her and it was on Letty's stomach, I was like, is that going to fuck with her pregnancy, nigga? Like, that looked kind of wild, dog, that it your stomach set on fire for two seconds and then all of a sudden you got this big-ass mark on there. Um, but now Letty's apparently invulnerable, nigga. Good thing she is. Facts. So Letty's talking to her sister later in the episode, and Ruby basically tells her, "I know all this shit." Yo, I know magic, nigga. You ain't the only one know about some magic. And Letty like, "Fuck you, mean." Ruby like, "Look, the dude that I've been fucking with, he on some magic shit." And Letty say, "Oh, that white guy." Ruby say, "Well, sometimes he a white guy, but it's really Christina Braithwaite." Letty lit the fuck up again. Same way she did on Tick. Like, yo, nigga. Because she don't, you, you don't really know what's you going on. You don't know what's Ruby has no idea how deep this shit gets. And she trying to tell Letty, like, no, nah, it ain't just Why about. you tell your sister about this shit, though? Fam. Like, Especially if you both know. Both of y'all. Like, it's been monsters. Yeah. And, and all time. Why wouldn't you say, nigga, shit is out here wild, fam. You got to be careful. Yeah. So while they having a conversation, one of the people who's standing in Letty's house, he go, hey, Letty, somebody at the door, you might want to come down here, nigga. So they go look at the window. It's fucking Lancaster. Lancaster and like 90 cops, nigga. They standing in front of the crib. So Ruby like, look, let me get this. Because you pregnant. She told her she was pregnant. So she like, look, you pregnant. You don't need to do nothing that might hurt that baby. Let me handle this. So Ruby opened the door. One cop walked right in. Smooth in the crib Lancaster and another cop Tried to walk in And they couldn't get past the door Because it's still covered By the magic Now 
they went over there and it was like we're not gonna go over there guns blazing and shit like yeah. that because we don't know what they we don't know what know. they know so let's go find out and when they found out they couldn't enter that bitch yeah oh they know what time it is so they was mad initially because luby letty's becoming sort of a superstar she in the paper she because she has this house on the north side where all these black people come live and rent rooms she's becoming like famous they went over there for the ori well they went over there for the ori they tried to get the ori from, from d d and was like we will lift the spell if you give if you me give the us ori. the ori and d was like fuck you pig shout out to um jada harris who plays d i thought she acted phenomenally this episode like her facial expressions and shit crazy dog so they went over there to get to Ori, but they was also mad like, yo, this nigger's becoming a fucking superstar and shit for breaking down uh, racist boundaries by getting a house on the north side and ain't nobody killed her yet. So we finna go over there. We don't know what she know, how deep they done got into it, but we gonna find out. So when they get there, he couldn't enter the house. Now I know it's some magic shit happening. Whole time, hey, I didn't do this magic that put the evil fucking you can't enter around the house like that was the little voodoo lady i didn't do that but they don't know that all they knew was i tried to walk in and i couldn't so when that happened the other cop who made it in he left out and then the cops seemed to go back to their car on some chill shit ruby and fucking letty get back to talking and before they could even finish the next sentence nigga the cops just start firing that motherfucker up dog they were shooting the shit out the house, but then that's when Letty realized that cloak of invulnerability was working because she was sitting there and every bullet that came toward her bounced off. She had a whole little force field over her and shit. While that's going on, Tick is walking back home, coming back from his dad's house, irritated that the spell didn't seem to work, and he heard a gunshot, so he started running toward the house and when he gets there, one of the cops notices him coming up the block. He turn around. Hey, stop. Put your hands up. Then all the cops turn around. Put your fucking hands up, nigger. Put your hands up, boy. So he put his fucking hands up like we tend to do. And you guessed it. They still shot at him anyway. Lady come out the crib trying to run. She trying to run and get there to cover him because she thinking I'm invulnerable. He's not. So they ain't going to hit me with the bullet. But if I don't go cover Tick, he about to get killed. And when the cops shoot off. And that bullet headed toward Tick. You knew something was going to happen because it's going in slow-mo. And boy, that bullet got to about a foot in front of Tick's face before one of the fucking monsters came out the ground. Uh, one of the monsters that we saw uh, Christina controlling in Artem, one of those type that she controlled with the whistle, came out to protect Tick. Where the rest of the people at? Nigga, who lives on the street that didn't see all of this? Cause that motherfucker monster fucked everybody up, rip heads off, rip arms off, nigga, the whole nine yards, sticking claws through whole bodies, through police cars. He he threw the one cop a million feet away. Yeah. Now Tick didn't know what was going on until the very end. He put his hands up and then he put his. It's like a dog coming over, like hmm hmm hmm. He was like, yeah, oh, shit. cause the last time they seen the monsters, nigga, they was, they was attacking him. them. Yeah. So uh, oh he Tick good. He got protection now. Yeah. You so, fuck with me. Some coming out the ground for your dumb ass. He said, oh, shit, it worked. And and the intention was to protect me yeah, and, my, and family. my grandson. Yep. So that means Letty, which who got the, inv and the invincibility shit. Yeah. She got 100 lives. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Plus you. Y'all good to go. Let's scrap. Nigga, Letty invulnerable. Tick got this big monster, nigga. 
shit is real now. Now we might could get at Christina. The issue though is that he still don't know how to control it. I don't think you need to. Whenever I'm in danger, that bitch coming. But will it come out against Christina though? Why do, yes, but Christina may be able to kill it. And that's what I'm thinking. Can she kill it or control it herself? Um, I don't know, dog. Shit got fucking weird real fast. Uh, last thing, D. D. So she ran the whole episode from the two things. She went to Lancaster, talked to him. They asked her where her mama was at. She said, I don't fucking know. Told her we'll lift the spell off you. Because she was like, what'd you do to me when you put that spit on me? Disgusting. He said, eh, you just put a little spell on you. He was like, I could lift this shit pretty easy. Just tell me what an Ori is. Do you know what an Ori is? He said, yeah, I know what an Ori is, nigga. And fuck you, pig. And she spit on that nigga, dog. D was in her bag, nigga. And um, when the other cop tried to go after her after she spit on him, that's when uh, Lancaster was like, don't worry about her. She did anyway. Meaning these mo- I ain't never lifting that spell. So these motherfuckers is going to follow her forever until they get her. And that's just what it is. And they did exactly that up until the end when she was trying to fight them off. She beating the one with the pipe. She fighting both of them off with a pipe. Then Montrose found her because she was at the uh, auto garage. And when Montrose ran in there, he grabbed her up. While he grabbed her, the things got to her. And they... They put something in her arm. They did something in her arm. Hey, they started biting her arm. It was like, were they biting her? Was the nails in it? I couldn't really tell, dog. Um, it looked like it was both. Yeah, man. So they did something to her arm. They put something in her system, nigga. And now I'm wondering, what the fuck didn't happen to D? Like, did they did they change her? Is she something She's now? She's being poisoned. And it's slowly creeping from her arm all the way up. Through her, and through her body. Bodies and yeah. Like and uh, we talked about Christina fucking paying for the Emmett Till murder experience so she could try to feel again i feel like that's their way to start to say how much she really cares for ruby and wants to feel oh yeah i get that i mean that storyline I, I don't really care about but i think they just wanted to find a way to to, to show incorporate us, it yeah to show us that and i'm okay with yeah that. and the way that they did it again highly effective man all in all dog this is the first fucking white stick episode that we've reviewed individually Again, Jay and I talked about potentially episode two or three being white stick worthy, but we reviewed the first three episodes in one pod. Um, so if we went back, I would definitely say two or three would have caught some white sticks as well. But this one was fucking bad ass, dog. D was in her motherfucking bag. It was so much symbolism in having the Topsy and the Bopsy uh, characters chase her all over the city. And God damn it, it was just a really good episode, man. It was scary. It was creepy. It was horror and the and the worst. Because this, I think, was the best episode of any in displaying black horror with horror horror, <laughs> nigga. Like right. they they put them both together in a real understandable and real effective way. Salute to how they handled the Bobo slash Emmett Till appearances. Um, and mentions through three episodes leading up to the culmination here where we saw his funeral and we saw that whole day on the south side of Chicago. And um, I shit, man, just a great, phenomenal episode. Salute to Misha Green and all parties involved. Salute to everybody in that writer's room for what they did here. And again, Jada Harris, who plays D, 
Big salute to you, man. Final thoughts on the episode or just on the series? We got two episodes left. Um, you think Hippolyte is dead? No. You think well, she's coming back? We know she's not dead. And she can come back because she said- She I'm can gonna, come back. So I think she's one country. She said she don't want to leave D by herself. So, But then I thought, can she come back? Or is she stuck? No, she can move for whatever the fuck she wants But to. when she ended, she said she was going to D. Well, when that episode ended, she ain't going nowhere. Well, well, we don't know the time. Well, she's not in time yet. Yeah. She's yeah. in a, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. she can come back whenever yeah. she wants to. I'm wondering if she's stuck, but I don't think she's dead. I, I saw that going around like, hey, but I think she did. I don't think she did. She's not stuck. She They even confirmed that these powers is with you forever, even if you choose to go back. Yeah. yeah. And you can continue. Like, only thing she got to say, I'm this. Yeah. And she out of there. Yeah. So Hippolyta. Hopefully she back because um, Anjanae been killing it and she especially killed last week's episode. What do you think that um, whatever they put in D, that poison or whatever they put in her dog, how you think that's going to affect her? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, somebody going to lift the spell and then she'll be okay. Yeah. I'm hoping, um, Like I said, in the book, they lifted it pretty easy. It wasn't a big deal. I'm getting kind of worried that I don't know that this is a, a, a multi-season thing. No, I'm, I'm very honest when I say this. I think this is it. I think when they wrap up episode 10, they're wrapping up this whole story, dog. Because, like, unless it's another magic person that's coming and yeah. they go through more. Because we building toward too big of a climax, right? And... A lot of people have given Christina big power, like giving her that key, even though the time machine is broken from what we saw, nigga, she very well could put some shit back together, nigga. I don't I know. I mean, we saw it. Well, it, it gets put back together because yeah. in the preview, I saw the lights on it and that yeah. bitch spinning. So. so she could put that bitch right back together. Um, but we also got Lancaster trying to figure out what Letty and them know. He also is trying to keep christina from getting additional power so i could see a little showdown there and then now for the first time we finally seen tick successfully cast a spell and protect him and his family specifically him and his birthright so um yeah we gonna see man but christina got a key and she got the pages so right now she's way more powerful than anybody else because she knows what to do with all the shit that she has only other person who really has knowledge of what to do is Lancaster. I mean, all she want to do is be eternal or some shit. Like, and then what? Yeah. Who the fuck? What's wanna- the purpose after that? And nigga, you want to be eternal? You don't even like being you. You keep being a man for no reason. Like, so now that you gonna die, like, then what? Because there was a thing. I understood her being William on some yo. I want to be a man and enter the fucking order as a dude. Or, hell, even being a man and learning shit from Ruby to figure out how to get in the house and get to Ori. But now, you got your own house on the south side. You ain't at fucking Letty Crib. You got the key. You don't need to be William at no point anymore, dog. Now, I just think she don't fucking really like being her, nigga. So, y'all let us know what y'all thoughts are. Let us know um, how you felt about the episode. Again, five out of five. Big pair of white sticks from me and Jay. Hit us up at This Week in Culture on all the socials. Email us at thisweekinculturepod at gmail.com. Send us your voice notes, your Blackberry letters, and catch us next week. No power episode. We giving y'all two hours of Lovecraft next week. Get ready. Till then, I'm your host, Ant Wood. That's your host, Jay Johnson. This Week in Culture, episode 126. We out.